What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome back to the Wandcast, the chapter-by-chapter reread of the Harry Potter series with an agreeable amount of craft brew on the side. Oh, yes. I am Aaron, and I'm here with my two favorite Hufflepuffs, Nate and Jade. Hello. Hello. Hi. How do you do? (laughs) D? (laughs) (laughs) That took 10 seconds. We're already off. Hey. Oh, oh, yeah. No, we're not done yet. Keep going. (laughs) Well, yeah, on this episode, we are smoking our way into chapter eight of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. We're light of the fat lady. At least coming in hot. That's for sure. (laughs) You know. Before we get into this chapter, I think we may not need to say anything about it because it might be very evident <laughs> on the other end of this podcast. What are you, what are things, you thinking, Jade? What are you talking about? Things have changed since the last time we recorded. That's true. Oh, yeah. There's a chance that maybe we, I don't know if we'll sound a little different. Hopefully we sound <laughs> better. Better? Like butter. Yeah. Better? Better. <laughs> mm. Butter. Like butter, warm, butter, better, butter, butter, butter. Better, better, butter, better. God, I hope yeah. so. Because no, we it's got been some... a long fucking road. But we're here with new equipment, and I just wanted to be like, hey, thanks, patrons, because this is all thanks to you. Was that pun intended? It's been a long road? Because it's road. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. I guess we could... Just a little bit. Yeah, let's talk uh, about it a little bit. The mixer we got oh, is boy. a is a wonderful piece of equipment. So and nice. again, I cannot thank the patrons enough. We got ourselves a Rode Caster Pro 2. Mm-hmm. It's a mixer. It can do all sorts of really cool things with audio, fully customizable to do pretty much anything. However... <laughs> Getting how, how many Roadcaster Pro 2s did we get, Nate? <laughs> this is currently my fourth Roadcaster <laughs> Pro 2. Uh, uh, I tried, you know what? I tried to be smart with the money and I got an open box kind of a deal. Uh, that one didn't work out, so I had to get a return. That one also didn't work out. So then we went to another a big box store and bought a brand new one. And that one didn't work out. So then I had to get a return. And so I'm on uh, the fourth one now. It works properly. Yes, finally. And we can do some really cool fucking things with this mixer. Yeah. Including and- just right now, we were just able to listen to the music in real time along with the music playing that you guys Oh, yeah, heard. yeah. Normally and that that's- just helps the whole vibe of the room, man. It's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. It's a wonderful We have new thing. mics and new mic stands and everything's different. So that's all. I just wanted yeah. to make a commentary on how we might sound way fucking different. <laughs> Hopefully we do in a good way. And... It's cool. It is very cool. <laughs> yeah. A lot of fun toys, and that means nothing but good things for you all now. But also, there was a halt because of that. There was roughly three weeks of dead time of just, like, waiting for stuff to ship yeah. from one place to another. It was it was a bit frustrating on our end. But, yeah, we're, we're, we finally got it figured out. And, uh, you know, I think it's safe to say that we will all agree this equipment is good. Everyone else can also agree that Defense Against the Dark Arts with Professor Lupin 
is the best. <laughs> just, well, I don't know if they've tried a Roadcaster Pro 2. <laughs> just hopping you, on that segue there, bud. You can't really stop anything. You could probably huck it at somebody. Well, I mean, I think it would I think it would block us a, a jinx once. Yeah, <laughs> once. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I, I think it could. You're probably not just walking around with two of these yeah, things. So. No, I, I think ideally you want something that's repeatable, so I'm not <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure actually that the road is better than defense against the dark arts, Nate. I'm sorry. No, okay. All right, yeah. I, you know what? <laughs> I concede. I think, well, and the other thing is I think you want to jump on board because really the only person who doesn't like defense against the dark arts with Professor Lupin is Malfoy because he says that Lupin dresses like one of their old house elves, like Dobby. Well, then dress that fucker better, Malfoy. Well, he can't. Dobby isn't with oh, him anymore. That's well, wrong. also just, just speaks to your asshole set <laughs> like judgy piece of shit yeah yeah so what if someone's balling on a budget that's yeah. that, that that's shouldn't okay. matter that's okay yeah shut up so you'd be on malfoy's side if you're not with everyone else thinking that defense against the dark arts is good so no i'm all in with okay. defense of the dark arts okay. being a, a good thing i just think you know they defense hold take up. care of hold their on. Defense against the defense dark arts. Defense of the dark arts? Yeah. <laughs> what? You're of the defense of the dark arts? I don't know that I... My bad. Imperio? Great. Love that <laughs> curse. <laughs> Finally, shit gets done around the house, you know? <laughs> no, we're not dealing with any of that, okay? Defense against the dark arts. Yes. And we're dealing with red caps. They are nasty little goblin-like creatures, and they lurk wherever there has been bloodshed. Yeah, they're creepy little fuckers. Yeah. It doesn't I, say if they drink it or not. No, it doesn't but. mention at all if they consume the blood, but they like the blood around them, at least. Yeah. So whenever something bleeds, then they come out of the woodwork? Yeah. Where do they come from? The other blood. Do they come out of the blood? They come out of the blood. Oh they my god, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, they they go from the blood, and then when that starts drying up, they have to find the other blood. <laughs> I'm just back when I was a kid and I had totally cut my finger once just to see how sharp a knife was, and then like just the thought of don't cut your finger with that uh, knife. There will be blood goblins, and they will oh, fucking yeah. take you away or something. No, it's they like the blood because they wait for people who are lost. So they're trying to ambush people who are at these like battlefields, dungeons. Uh, okay. So I think they eat people. Okay. So, so they, they do eat blood. They just follow yeah. people around yeah. then. Yeah. Wonderful little things. It's a good, good first day. Well, not first day, second day thing. Yeah. We're defense against this the dark is, arts this here. Is Dada. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it is honestly though, it's a little confusing. Because there's more magical creatures in Defense Against the Dark Arts this year, it yeah. seems like, than there's been in Care of Magical you Creatures. You go to Hagrid's class, yeah. you learn how to take care of it, and then you yeah. go to Lupin's class, and you learn how to beat the shit out of it. That's, well, yeah, it's true. You wouldn't want to care for a dark creature. <laughs> right. To be fair, we haven't heard him actually describe how to beat any of them yet. We've That's had, true. <laughs> he just describes them, and it's like, look at this thing. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and they do. They uh, as as kind of classes progress here. We're you know we're not going day at a time here. We're doing a little bit of a fast forward. They also move on to kappas, and they look like scaly monkeys with webbed hands. Yeah, and they just wait for you in the water to be around. It's yep. that they're just waiting for people to show up. Yeah, <laughs> so they can fucking attack you. Uh -huh. From in the water. Yeah. They're like piranhas, but they're monkeys. <laughs> and they're piranhas, but worse, because piranhas can't grab you. And monkeys are stronger than people monkeys think they are. Monkeys creepy, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking horrifying. Plus, I mean, go look up that. It's like a, I mean, it's a pretty famous picture, I think, at this point, like, as a meme. But the skinless chimp. Okay. Or, sorry, not skinless. skinless. Furless. <laughs> The furless chimp. I don't know if I want to look up skinless chimp. Yeah, the skinless one is terrifying. <laughs> the, the furless chimp. It's just like, it's a dude. No, that's it's like an is, old guy just hanging out naked a in a field. Yeah. He's just like, why are you? No, no, no. That's not it. That's yeah, okay, not but it? no, but look at them. That's all muscle, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He so is. So now picture it. Picture that with scales instead of skin and webbed fingers, and yeah, it's waiting for you every time you touch water. Horrifying. I love water. I would never. <gasps> I would shudder. 
at I'm a puddle out. on I'm, the road. I'm out so quickly on that <laughs> class. My bogger would turn into a kappa at this point. The truth is that, I mean, there's stuff in every big body of water that's pretty much like that. Small. I Even small bodies yeah. of water. They'll get you. Sometimes yeah. if your bathtub is too deep, they, they will get you. <laughs> we need to move on. Otherwise, I'm never going well, to run the river Don't ever again. That. Public toilets? And I will be sad. Okay. No, that's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Kappas are in there. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, maybe not everyone can agree with that, but everyone can agree that potions with Snape is the worst. Everyone agree. <laughs> Jade, that's copyright. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, the whole never Neville and Boggart story, that's for sure made its way all around the school, meaning back to Professor Snape. Yeah, and Snape is in a shitty mood because of it, too. Well, I mean, he's always in a shitty mood. Well, he's okay, in a yeah, shittier mood. He's in an extra <laughs> shitty mood. He's doubly shitty because now not only, I mean, people are talking about him, right? He's a, a quiet, dark, mysterious individual who, I mean, as it seems so far, guys, obviously an asshole likes to keep to himself. Oh. Otherwise, he doesn't want people talking about him behind his back. Yeah. Secondly, he has kind of an intimidating thing going on about being a tough guy. He doesn't want to be seen in an old lady's dress where oh, people yeah. are laughing at him. Like, yeah. Everybody has seen him in a dress now and then laughed at him. Their grade was based upon the fact that they <laughs> laughed at Snape in a dress. Yeah. He hates everybody at this school right now. Specifically Neville. Other than Harry, maybe one of the worst potion makers in class. Well, no, Harry's not that bad, but he's not great either. Harry <laughs> struggles in potions. Yeah, because Snape's a dick. I do think that the narrative that Snape is a consistent dick, especially to Gryffindors, is more yeah. preferential to Slytherin. And the fact that he bullies yeah. specifically Neville and Harry. I feel like it should get brought up at some point to other teachers. I don't know. It's just it's strange that all of the other staff at the school are yeah. either unaware or don't give a shit. Yeah. About Snape's oh, inappropriate. I am full, dynamic. full agree. The Ministry of Magic clearly does not oversee Hogwarts. Yeah. There needs to be a third party that is reviewing yeah. professors yeah. at Hogwarts. I love Dumbledore. I, yeah. I am, you know, like, but I'm like Harry, where I question a lot of his decisions. And Snape is one of them. Snape, maybe he needs to be a teacher. Dumby, need to keep him close to you, whatever. That man is straight up abusing children. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> like you can't have open disdain for the students. Yeah. Guy. Like, come yeah. on, reel it in if just you a little can't bit. Have favorites, which again, everyone has favorites, but like you clearly can't have outward favoritism. Cause that would be a problem. Right. The right. same goes for hate. You can't have outward favorite hate isms of right. students. Like, no, this is horrible. We it's all have shitty teachers, but that's ridiculous. And, uh, you know, in kind of a, a different situation, but potentially a shitty teacher as well, uh, at least Harry can agree that divination with Trelawney is the worst. Because Trelawney so far has kind of been a shitty professor as well at this point, but in a very different way than Snape. Yeah. She's just obsessed with uh, looking at him with her enormous eyes and just filled with tears because she constantly just sees him dying or in mortal trouble. She's just overdramatic every time she looks at it. You know, that she not only like has her eyes filling with, she's also going, oh, <laughs> oh, Harry, uh -oh. Harry, my boy, just playing it up every time. Yeah. She oh, sees yeah. Him. Yeah. Which, like, once or twice would be, you know, whatever, funny or dramatic, but, like, every time? Make your point and then let it lie. Well, it kind of loses its luster. And there's yeah. a couple students that also, like, started doing it, too. Oh, yeah, So, like, yeah. it gets to be a lot. Lavender <laughs> and Padma? Parvati? I think Parvati. Parvati, Parvati is, is Gryffindor, yeah. yes. Oh, see, I'm horrible with twins. That's, <laughs> like, I, I, I have cousins that are twins, and I can't tell them apart. I, I am one of my only family members that I know of that cannot tell them apart. And <laughs> I've never, I've struggled with it all my life. I don't know. It must just be me, but that's why I got them mixed up. It wasn't for any other reason. <laughs> it's just because of that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We've had a lot of things we can agree on. Unfortunately, a lot of people agree that care of magical creatures with Hagrid hasn't really been all that great. Hey, he tamed it down after someone got hurt. 
he uh, Hermione, I believe, mentions that it seems like ha- Hagrid has just lost his confidence after the first lesson. So now they are dealing with flubber worms, which just don't even sound good. He went hard the other way. Now, like, here's a fucking creature you can fly on yeah. and that can really hurt you. Half eagle, half, yeah. half horse. And now here's a little grub yeah. that you have to feed bits of lettuce to. <laughs> That couldn't bite you, even if it wanted to. Oh, you have to feed them by poking the shredded lettuce down their throat. Yeah. So it's not even like, here, nibble it out of my hand. No. No. Everything about this. Or- yeah, Ron even says, like, why would anyone bother looking after him? <laughs> Just let him let go. Who cares? I would really enjoy if one of the, the trio had said something like, well, this is all Malfoy's fault because obviously Hagrid doesn't oh, think we can yeah. handle yeah. cool animals anymore. So he's giving us baby animals because we can't be responsible mm-hmm. with fucking hippogriffs because somebody here is a fucking idiot. It's amazing that more kids at the school aren't like, hey, fuck you for fucking this all up, Malfoy. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and we've talked about that. Like, I think Malfoy is just like a minor annoyance to the general Hogwarts population It because everything is from Harry's perspective. And, you know, this is a pretty, pretty solid critique of Harry at this point. He's pretty unobservant of most of like <laughs> anything that's not directly related to him. Yeah. Okay. So like to him, Malfoy is, is the worst. But like, like I mean, to Fred and George, Malfoy's just like, like a nit. Like he's just like whatever. Just an annoying rich kid. Yeah. But it seems like this type of instance would push Malfoy with everyone thinking more like Harry of like Malfoy. What the fuck, dude? You <laughs> single handedly ruined a whole class for yeah. everyone. For every yeah, Ravenclaws and, and uh, Hufflepuff should be mad at him. Yeah. At least we were gonna be doing cool stuff before. Now we don't even get to do that. Yeah, yeah, and everybody else was there and saw that Hagrid didn't do anything wrong yeah. in that situation. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, all the Slytherins are probably saying that Hagrid was horrible, and the Gryffindors are saying he's done great, Yeah, but whatever. Hey, that's not great, but what is great is October is on its way, and Quidditch is back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, look... It's the final year in Hogwarts for one Oliver Wood. This is his That's last right. chance for the cup. And, you know, he gives a quick team breakdown just to remind us all who's on the team. Surprisingly, over three years, there's no changes on this team. Yeah. I feel like this is the only team that didn't go through any changes for three years. Well, he does talk about Harry during his speech saying, yeah. hey, we needed a seeker. We found one that is fucking bang on. Haven't had to worry oh, yeah. about that since. But he, I thought it was funny because also during his speech, he mentions that Gryffindor has not won this thing in seven years. Mm hmm totaling the amount of time this kid has been playing for yeah. the team. Yeah. So like, I'm not going to take shots at Oliver, but also mm. <laughs> a little selfish yeah. here. My guy, those numbers line up. <laughs> Is there a chance that maybe it's you? Maybe we should have a better keeper. <laughs> maybe we should yeah, have held just wait, maybe. for keepers. Wait, yeah, wait, the guy who's supposed to stop people from scoring yeah. has never won a cup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I don't know a lot about hockey, <laughs> right? But I've I've watched uh, some and I know that the goalies are a lot of times the fucking favorite because Mm. if you have a good goalie, your team is going to do well. Usually that statistically, usually. Yeah, yeah, it's a love. (laughs) hate. either you have a great goalie or you fucking hate your goalie. Yeah. But so but that's the thing. Like if you're losing. Yeah. But you know what? Oliver Wood had that Scottish accent and he Mm. was real cute. So Mm. he had to stay on this. Yeah. He had the sexy factor. Yeah. That's important in high school sports. I'm not sure how much you would (laughs) still feel that if he upped your training sessions to three times a week. I'm thinking that's, that's what keeps him so hot, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that is what they, they get up to. They're now training three times a week, which they, here's something I was curious on. And and maybe, you know, uh, some of our, our uh, non-American listeners can help out here. I had practice all throughout junior high and high school every day, five days a week. So the fact that he's upping the training sessions to three, do they just you just don't have to practice Quidditch? Now, like, how long were your training sessions? Uh, two hours. Two hours. Okay, maybe they're doing it like although all fucking day. I do three think times Quidditch a is a longer season than any of the sports I played. 
Because I, I could play three. There was three seasons, fall, winter, and spring. Oh, yeah. Whereas there is only Quidditch that we know of, that we get told about. I feel like there might be some other sports going on, but we never hear about them. I was thinking about the timeline for when Quidditch starts. And it just seems odd to me because they're out, like they're on brooms in the air and we're yeah. starting in October. Yeah, they go like it's apparently like October to March. It's yeah. something like that. Yeah, like outdoor sport on brooms in, in Europe, in, in Britain, Scotland, in Scotland. Yes, I'm sorry. In the snow? Like, why the fuck are we doing this? <laughs> yeah, this should be a spring. This should be a fall sport. Pause for winter and then resume in the spring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were there in May outside uh, later at night. It is chilly. But it's not so cold to where it right. would be a nice, enjoyable evening. You know what I yeah. mean? What about, a, what about a broom ride at 30 miles per hour? <laughs> but in May, that's better than fucking October, I would yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Up in the air. Yeah. With nothing blocking anything. Well, yeah. Robes. Oh, that you would know. be very... Oh, you would need the robe. I think you could yeah. bundle up a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Thick that wind's robes. getting in all the cracks. Yeah. Man. It gets everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> this is a sport that should have been being practiced at home all summer. You come back ready to fucking play because we have a game in you know five fucking days from the start of school, and that's just the way it fucking is. Because we have we only have a minimal amount of time because it gets fucking cold. I I don't like the cold. I think I think it's safe to say none of us here like the cold. It is cold as shit here today. Yeah, and we I got would a lot of snow today. Much rather be warm. I well I know of a way we can warm up. I mean, I, what are you suggesting? I'll ask first. Actually, I kind of want to know what you're suggesting. <laughs> no, we can warm up by uh, maybe having ourselves a little bit of a beer. And so I think uh, we'll take a quick little break and we'll be back right after this. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Naderade. What, uh, what do you got for us to drink today? Today we have cherry stout by Bell's Brewing Company from Comstock, Michigan. I I don't know why I stumbled over that. Cherry stout gains its signature tartness from 100% Montmorency cherries grown in Michigan's Traverse City region. Rather than doubling up on sweetness, the tart cherry varietal used to brew this beer serves as a counterpoint to the warm, dark chocolate notes from the malt bill. Ooh. If you know what mm-hmm. beer stuff is, then you know what I just said. <laughs> you basically I didn't like, follow that. You the can, malt bill, like the bill of a duck? I think so, 100%, Jade. That's a, absolutely. Well, now I'm just curious. <laughs> I take it right oh. back. That's delicious. That is a nice little cherry flavor in there. And it is tart, like they say, but it's not like overbearing, so it's not extra bitter. I, I think this is fantastic. I feel like I'm not getting a ton of the chocolate. I am getting some, but I feel like this is more like instead of rich dark chocolate with tart cherries, it's tart cherries with rich dark chocolate. It's, I That's fucking wonderful. love this beer. I actually That's like really it a good. lot. I've had chocolate strawberry type beer before that I yeah. did not care for because it was very artificial tasting. This is very much like a natural fruit flavor. Yeah. Uh, and it's not too overpowering to where I'm like, oh, that's too sweet. I am going to give this beer eight duck bills out of ten. Oh, because the, the bill. Like, okay. it's, there's not going to be a ton above this. What 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 are you thinking? I think it ate like eight. Ooh, okay. Nate? I'm at nine cherries, my man. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. a good beer overall. Best one we've had today so far. I think this is a beer that I am going to be very happy drinking while we continue to discuss this chapter. So let's go ahead and do that. 
And we're back. And this time, we're in the common room. And there's an excited buzz about because we find out that the first Hogsmeade visit is at the end of October on Halloween. Harry's all bummed out. Hermione and Ron argue if Harry should try to find a way to go because Hermione, in a giant surprise to everyone, is saying that Harry should not try to go to Hogsmeade. And Ron, in another shocker, is full advocate for you should find a way to go to Hogsmeade. He also makes a good point about there being like Dementors and shit there. Like the Dementors aren't there to protect just Harry. They're there to protect all of the students. Yeah. The whole argument uh, quickly devolves into them arguing about their pets (laughs) because Crookshanks eventually pounces and Ron thinks that Crookshanks heard him say that Scabbers was in his bag. I think Hermione is being a shitty pet owner. 100%. Okay. I think Ron is right to feel concerned for his rat, especially where a new cat is concerned. I think her cat should be able to go wherever it pleases. But if your pet keeps attacking someone else's pet, you need to keep them separated. And this is not the first time Crookshanks has pounced. Right. It'd be one thing if this was the first time. This is Crookshanks is a repeat offender. Yeah, it's expected when they're together at this point. That's not a good situation. I mean, I will I'll say a couple things. Number one, Scabbers looks super shitty. Like he's skin and bones, which should make me sad because of our our recent situation. It's sad. Okay. When when our cat first met the rats, it was like super nerve wracking, right? Oh no, they're gonna hate each other, whatever. Now Puck, he still likes the smell of them or is like intrigued, but he's not fucking with those rats. They're big. It is a rodent. They do have a propensity to do this, but normal rats are pretty fucking big. Yeah. It's prey, but it can also hurt you. Yeah. It can fuck you up. So it's your job to just be like, hey, I'm sorry. It is their natural inclination to do this, but I'm going to do my best to prevent it and grab him whenever I think he's lurching and be like, no, probably don't. Okay, bud. That's my thoughts. Hermione, you lived in a one-bedroom apartment. Crookshanks can do whatever he wants. Yeah. When I bring my yeah. rat to your house yeah. and you have a cat, my rat will stay. As a so responsible pet owner. Yeah, I don't introduce a problem be, to the situation. If I know situation. that my cat couldn't deal with the rat, the cat's going to be in a room for a little while. Keep I'll throw some catnip the- down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll crack a window. It'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, I won't like it, but it'll it'll yeah, be fine. I mean, yeah, it'll be fine. But also, we'll also, give it extra treats later. Not only a good pet owner, like she's not being a good friend. Okay, yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. I had a feeling we were all gonna agree. <laughs> yeah, but this comes up later, which is a very conflicting thing with one of our other favorite characters. Okay, so th- we will come back to this. Uh, but these. Uh, this argument leads to Ron obviously being in a pretty bad mood. And even throughout Herbology, they're all working together, like at the same table. And Ron will talk to Harry and then Hermione will talk to Harry. But no, no Ron to Hermione talk. Yeah. So a little quiet I, on that front. I know I've been in that situation before. Like I could think back to like I've gone like weeks at school doing this. So like I, I could relate <laughs> this. Th- it it was never that bad. It was just awkward as fuck. Well, yeah, well, when you do the teacher, you know, <laughs> can you tell Mrs. Johnson? I do not know the answer <laughs> yeah. to that question. Well, and also, Ugh. like we were just saying, the issue becomes bigger than just, you know, the pet problem. It becomes how you dealt with that. Like you're dealing with me in this way because yeah. of the pet issue. And now I think you're an asshole at your core, kind of like yeah. you start really questioning people's like. How they work. (laughs) It it was just a a small pet owner issue, and now it's a friend issue. Yeah. It's like, we're not friends now, because this is what's happened. They got Transfiguration next, and Harry is thinking that he is going to ask McGee about Hogsmeade. He's just not sure how it's going to happen. Lavender starts crying, and we find out that her rabbit, Binky, was killed by a fox. Trelawney predicted that this was going to happen. She told Lavender that the thing you are dreading is going to hap on the 16th of October. Will hap? Will hap? It will hap. Okay, yeah. So we had a whole conversation about Trelawney Mm -hmm. and her like validity as a seer kind of a thing back and forth. And then there's a couple of things that can't really be explained, but they're so minor that 
man, it could have been a guess. And fucking Hermione uh-huh. is my hero. <laughs> oh, well, oh, in really? her skepticism. Okay. I love it Interesting. so much. Let's get into this because bad pet owner. I disagree. 10 out of 10 on the sass. I disagree on this one. So let's, <laughs> let's get to this. So Hermione does in fact become a skeptic and she goes, wait, so you were dreading Binky being killed by a fox and Lavender says no. And then she goes, oh, well, was Binky an old rabbit? Yeah, you must be expecting him to die soon, so yeah. you've been dreading this. And Lavender says, no, he was a baby. And so <laughs> she says, why would you dread him dying? Right. But then Hermione goes, well, let's look at it logically. And I don't know if I've ever heard the phrase, look at it logically. <laughs> yeah. And then, the like, whatever the discussion was hasn't turned into an argument immediately after that weirdly illogical frame of yeah hey i hey can you do the dishes well honey let's look at it logically yeah that's not gonna be a cool discussion that's an argument i think this leads back to hermione being so shitty of a pet owner like are you skeptical about this that's cool that's fine not fucking right now, though. Yeah. She I, is allowed to grieve for a little bit, Hermione. That's true. She is being fucking cold I, at the loss of a pet. I love that. I mean, you have it in the note here that Ron is the one that, yeah. that brings it up. That yeah. She's not wrong. She's just an asshole. Yeah. Exactly. I, I like that because she has called Ron out for having the emotional intelligence oh, of a yes, teaspoon. Yes, yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Seems like somebody else has a little bit less of emotional intelligence in this yeah. moment. Also, real quick, back to pet ownership. Where was the rabbit that a fox got it? I mean, it, oh, that's yeah. it had to have been in an outdoor pen house of some kind. Yeah. And, you know, tight wire wrapped fence and a fox broke in, dug underneath, maybe. Well, don't keep your buddy where fucking yeah. foxes well, live. Maybe it's maybe it's like a farm. <laughs> yeah, maybe where it's just there's just a shitload of animals outside, and it's like you're, oh. you okay, have. Okay, maybe I'm being maybe, judgy. I, I don't think we ever no, learn about lavender brown that much. It's so. either coming from Hermione's bad pet ownership, where she is just so oblivious onto anything that could possibly hurt yeah. a pet, and that's why she doesn't really care about Crookshanks hurting scabbers because cats chase rats on cartoons all the time. Nothing well, no, happens. I mean, she doesn't even say the card. She does just say, Ron, cats chase rats. It's what they do. Yeah, I can't stop this. What if it kills Hermione, it? Look, Hermione is my fucking sister. Okay. <laughs> this is how my sister, she has two cats. Those cats can do whatever they want. No, no, yeah. they can't. You I can think- train cats, you can discipline cats. They're smart animals. <laughs> That's true. That's a bad cat owner. I think in this specific situation, it's just a little twisted because Hermione is being skeptical about the fact that yes. this was like seen, right? Absolutely. Like, it's not yes. old. It was newborn. It was healthy. You weren't expecting it to die. Like, of course, that would be a bad thing, but you weren't like actively waiting for that to happen. Yeah. And so she was pointing that aspect out. But also, like you said, that's to a grieving person. Yeah. So that makes you an asshole. Yes. You're, yeah. It's Ron is absolutely right. She's yeah. not wrong. She's just an asshole. So I love her reasoning, but I don't yeah. love how she did that too. I'm like, okay, okay. okay like okay. Jade said, your pet just died. Have some fucking sympathy. No, you wait yeah. till she walks away and then you turn to your friends and you go, that's a crock of shit, right? That, well, yeah, that too. <laughs> that, yeah, talk behind her back. That honestly, yeah. that's better. hundred percent. That's, that's what better. you're expected to do, yeah. but you don't say it publicly no. to her face because then you're a dick. <laughs> Not while she's crying. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when did it happen? Just now. I have Just the dead now. rabbit's body in my hands. Let me tell you why you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, class starts and Harry starts getting kind of nervous because he's just not sure how he is going to bring up Hogsmeade to McGee. And then she solves his problem and brings it up herself. Just a wonderful little moment of Neville raising his hand and saying that he thinks he lost a slip and McGonagall telling him, hey, uh, your grandma actually mailed it to me. We saw this coming. If I was Harry at that point, I'd be like, hmm, lost permission slip. Okay. Harry approaches McGee and he decides to go with my aunt and uncle forgot to sign the form because they don't know about Hogwarts stuff. Mm hmm. And this, of course, is shot down immediately by McGee. She's not falling for this. He keeps saying, you know, well, just if you say I can go, 
And then I love the sass. McGee is always sass. And she goes, but I don't say. <laughs> so fuck <Yeah>. off. <laughs> okay, McGee, I get what you're saying. But also, mm-hmm. but also, you know, and I know, you don't know that I know, but there's some other shit going on. And so at this point, <laughs> if you're also going to be the teacher that gets me an unasked for, unsolicited broom on my first year so I could play for the team... True. Be a stickler on the rules, but also be a fucking team player, though. <laughs> Let me know what's going on. Be the teacher then to say, look, I hey. can't because blank. Hey, McGee, do you want me to be seeker again this year? Yeah. You want it, me to whoa. continue to be seeker? Oh, shit. Huh? What if I resign? Huh? Yeah. How about I get to go to Hogsmeade? Okay. <laughs> I think part of it is just he chose, I mean, he chose the wrong uh, excuse because yeah. forgot to sign yeah, implies did. that they knew yeah. they had to sign. Yeah, and then like, didn't. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So, and that's, so yeah, we can get into it now. Harry self reported. Yeah. Fucking, he mm-hmm. did the worst thing because, like, even later, Dean Thomas was like, hey, man, I will fucking forge it for you. Yeah. But you can't now. You yeah. already self reported. You've yeah. produced the document unsigned saying, yes. look, it didn't happen. Ugh. You go up to McGee as vague as. As possible, you right? Let her you go, assume and then fill in details hey, from her assumptions. Yeah. Mine, I don't have it on me. What if I didn't have my slip? Yeah, what, what if? What if I don't have my slip? What right. if my friend, Rary Rodder, he's in Ravenclaw. You don't know him. But he <laughs> he was afraid to ask Flitwick. <laughs> but I told him I would ask no. you. Yeah. Would you sign a sheet? Would you sign a sheet? Could oh, he, the answer is no. Cool. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll, maybe he'll, I'll tell maybe him. he'll maybe he'll find it. And Hopefully then, yeah. he'll find it. But when she Rary's shoots it down, be upset. inevitably, then you then you go the other way. You have yeah. the guy forge it, and you say, "But I have this one for one Perry Hotter." <laughs> and slide it across the table also, real slow. I mean, we're in a school of wizards. You go up to one of the upperclassmen. You say, "I'm gonna slip you like four galleons." <laughs> oh yeah. To, yeah. to put a spell because you. There's yeah. got to be some way to illegally and forge Harry's, something Harry's correctly. Harry's got the money. Fred and yeah. George, just go to Fred and George. Yeah. Hey, let's tighten up the timeline here. Harry, go to Fred and George right now instead yeah. of talking to McGee. Yeah. Why was that not your first option? Yeah. Fred and George, how do I how do I forge a document? 100%. <laughs> like, come on, mate. Use your resources. They're family, obviously. Well, yeah, That's your yeah. main family. I like the yeah. way that you put it, like resources. Like, <laughs> yeah. just think what it is you need. Who's an expert at that? Yeah. Hey, They're right there. Think of the solution, not the problem. There you go. You could have still got, like I said, you could have still gone to McGee, but with vague, oh, vague yeah, information. Yeah. See, feel her out. You know, massage her a little bit. She not feeling it. You'd back off. You go another route. Now, here is the thing: is Harry's resources might not be the best because Ron just immediately says invisibility cloak, and then Hermione very quickly reminds him that Dumbledore very specifically called out. Do not try to use an invisibility cloak yeah. to try to get past the Dementors. And then uh, didn't apparently look right at Harry, but like we all knew. But yeah, he that, looked at that Harry. was obviously implied. He, and I mean, yeah. think about what Weasley's dad said to him. Don't go sneaking around like you fucking do every year because yeah, yeah. which implies that him and Dumbledore have probably had a conversation. Oh, absolutely. Dumbledore already knows about the invisibility absolutely. cloak. So like, dude, of course, of yeah. course. Yeah. Percy decides to cap it all off in just the worst way by saying that Hogsmeade isn't all that great anyway. Well, yes, the sweet shop is rather good, but the joke shop is frankly dangerous, and yes, the Shrieking Shack is always worth a visit, but apart from that, waste of time. Fuck you, Percy. Well, (laughs) if Percy says something is frankly dangerous, I want to go there. A hundred percent. Yeah. The joke shop is dangerous? Yeah. And the sweet shop, if he even admits the sweet shop is good, that means the sweet shop is the greatest thing on earth. (laughs) Percy is a stickler. Even sticklers love candy. But if he's a guy that's so serious that he's got time for nothing but work. Yeah. If even he can take the time for some sweets from that place. Yeah, you're missing out, dude. Why mention everything item by item that he's going to miss? It's just going to make it worse. Plus, any kid wants to go to a candy store. And it's always nice to get candy from a candy store. But ha- like, it's nothing like going to pick out your own. Like if someone comes back and they're like, oh, I yeah. stopped and got you all this candy. You're like, hell yeah, candy. But also... Yeah. I wish I got to see all the candy. I would have I would have had twice <laughs> that. I wouldn't have got this. Yeah. I would have yeah. 
we just see how the uh, social awareness was divided amongst the Weasley children. <laughs> Percy's all about work. He's not a people guy. Ironically, yeah. the worst kind of person to be in charge is Percy. But oh, Ron, yeah. Ron could be in charge of some shit. <laughs> we get to Halloween morning and Harry is depressed. I mean, I, we knew this was happening. It's Hogsmeade and he can't go. And Hermione and Ron, they reconciled to try to cheer him up. So at least Harry's, you know, depressed state caused one good thing. You know, Ron and Hermione aren't uh, fighting anymore. And they tell him that they'll bring him back, you know, loads of treats. Like, you know, we were just talking about. And, you know, one last goad from Malfoy as all the kids are walking out the door and asks, uh, he asks Harry if the reason he's not going is because he's scared of Dementors. Because, you know, he tends to pass out. I would have looked him straight in the eye and been like, yeah, I don't feel like passing out. That is a medical condition. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thanks yeah. for bringing that up. Mal- Malfoy, yeah. that's, uh, that's, medical, uh, that's medical harassment. Okay, <laughs> sir, I'm going to need you to calm down. Or you say something like, yeah, I'm terrified of dementors, and if you weren't a complete idiot, you probably would be too. <laughs> Well, if you were a pansy little bu- pussy, then you would have had, a, you know, some experience in your life that would cause you to hate Dementors too. But you obviously don't have a problem with them because you've had a nice, soft little life, soft boy. Well, and we do know from Fred and George that uh, he he did come run screaming into their compartment on the train. Yeah. When he oh, knew yeah. there was the Dementors on board, so we we know Malfoy was here, but it's it's. Classic Malfoy. He's just peacocking right now. He oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I believe Pansy Parkinson's was mentioned to be around that area. So I think he's peacocking. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, it yeah. all makes sense then. Yeah. Well, Harry heads back to the common room and he tries to relax, but the common room is full of first and second year students and then some older students who, and I love this observation from Harry, who obviously must have visited Hogsmeade enough already because otherwise, why would they be here? Oh, yeah. Like Hogmeade, Hogsmeade is such the place to be that the only reason you might not be there is because you're too young or you've you've just had enough. You're bored. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Colin Creevy invites Harry to hang out with him, which I think is a pretty nice thing. Like Harry is all alone. His real, you know, his two closest friends are gone. All of his like outlier friends are gone. And then he's like, hey, man, come hang out with us. And then Harry just big leagues him and says, no, I got to go do homework. <laughs> what if it would have been awesome hanging out with those kids? Yeah. Like they're only they're one year younger than you. It's not like they're at eight. Yeah. They're not so young that it's a little bit annoying, yeah, like, but also to shut them mm. down with no, thanks. I'd rather do homework. Yeah. I, at least, at least, wow. at least say something about like wanting to get something to drink, you know, or having or having an obligation of some kind. Or go I would get love a, to, but I can't right an, now. An obligation to or, go or go get a book from your. Oh. I mean, they came in. He came in, was like, uh, I had to study and walked right back out. Yeah. Like, OK, then why do you even come here? <laughs> like, no, he's just being a dick. Also, it. Give him five minutes. That kid obviously was going, come sit with me and my friends because then I'll be the coolest fucking kid oh, yeah. in this group yeah. because I brought Harry Potter give, over here. Give him the rub. Yeah, yeah. Let him be. Oh, Colin. Yeah. Colin and I have been friends for a whole year yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, I thought you were going to say that he had an obligation to go get like maybe a butterbeer of his own somehow. Because oh, oh. Look, I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of feel like I kind of want a butterbeer right now. That does sound we, delicious. We don't have that, but I, I think maybe we just take a quick little break while Harry traverses to wherever he may. And uh, we'll be back right after this. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. And uh, I just wanted to point this out real quick, because I, I want to get make sure this gets mentioned. I love that Harry got sass from McGee earlier. He's also now gets uh, sass from the fat lady because when he leaves the common room, 
the fat lady or yells at him and said, what was the point of waking me up? Yeah, she was sleeping. She was sleeping when he walked in a minute ago. Like, yeah, Harry, come on, man. Like, be a little bit of considerate. They're not alive, so to speak, but like, clearly they have lives. Yeah, it does kind of make the point about what he just did to Colin a little more clear, too. Like, when oh, you came yeah. in here on purpose, there was a whole password and everything. And then he was like, hi, you're like, hi, actually, I'm le- just leaving. Yeah. No, yeah. you weren't. Yeah. Well, and hey, I mean, maybe this is a little bit of instant karma because he immediately runs into Filch and uh, they have a little bit of a spat. And uh, as he heads towards the Owlry, he runs into Professor Lupin. Lupin. Who invites Harry in to see a new Grindylo. Just in case you were wondering, are water demons with some weak-ass yeah. fingers. Because <laughs> they they have long fingers, and Lupin tells him you just got to break their fingers. Uh, also. Snap their fingers right off. Yeah, that's all. That's how you get rid of them. Harry, would you like to come see my water demons <laughs> here's the thing nate it works take Seems me to your creepy basement sir cool i'll come see your <laughs> fuck yes i want to see yes. water demons. you know yes. the answer is always yes exactly maybe the answer is right in front of us as to why they're doing all of this i know they have a book that's following all of these creatures but also what if hagrid was just like yo lupin <laughs> I can't fucking have these things in my classroom right now, not after what just happened. Oh, Hagrid pre-ordered them and now passed them off to Lupin. Yeah, he's, he's like, I can't like, use them. I have a schedule of stuff coming through. I can't use them right now because uh, I'm in some hot water already. Uh, do you want to just use them for your lesson plans this year? Like, scrap what you were doing. Make sure you hit the high points, but, like, just do this. Instead of having the students learn how to take care of it, we can have the students practice killing them. Maybe I, I do question Hagrid's ability to pre-plan that far ahead, but that's my new headcanon. I love I I, I like that. There is a lot more yeah. magical creatures in Defense Against the Dark Arts, yeah. and and Hagrid's lessons they went out the window. So I mean, hey, makes sense. Harry gets greeted to the water demon, and then Lupin asks if he wants some tea, and then uh, decides to make a little joke, saying that hey. I don't have any leaves. I only have bags, but I'm thinking you've probably had enough tea leaves already. Yeah. Because so he gives him a tea bag. Yeah. <laughs> Jade. Continue, continue, continue. We are in our 30s. <laughs> you shouldn't have made that joke, and I shouldn't have laughed at that. And anyway, McGee narks about Harry getting divinationated from Trelawney to Lupin, which is kind of like I love because it's like, oh, yeah, the teachers are they're fucking gossiping. Yeah, they're chattering. And I mean, oh, yeah, you know, so Harry, obviously, he thinks about bringing up the dog. Yes. To yeah. him, And then he thinks better of it. because He's like, no, they're already chattering. They're already fucking watching me. I don't also then want to say. Hey, I'm having death omens and make this prison I'm in even more secure. Yeah. Well, and also it would end the book too soon. You know, it 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 cut through a lot of chapters. Right. So Harry decides instead to ask why he could not face the the bogger. Why did Lupin step in? And Lupin says, "Well, I thought it was obvious. We can't have a bogger Voldemort, which is of course Boggermort, uh, in class." And this stuns Harry because Lupin not only said the truth, because that's what Harry suspected all along. Yeah. But that Lupin said Voldemort. He did not say he who must not be named. Yeah, he's not afraid to say the thing. Harry reveals to Lupin that he's handled Voldy twice now. Yeah. So, like, this is the new scary thing. Well, and also what's, I mean, maybe interesting is that Harry's been through a lot in his life, but you would assume that when you're being attacked by the Dementors, the worst parts of your life that you're remembering would maybe be when you met Voldemort not that long ago, like scary moments like that. True. Yeah. Right. It's not about Voldemort. It's about his parents' death, which is a lot darker, sadder. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. It wasn't about teenage spiritual ghost weird thing Tom Riddle in a basilisk that attacked you last year. Yeah. That was pretty fucking scary too. Yeah. Yeah. He immediately goes back to dying parents and, and the Dementors were the ones that brought that up. Yeah. You know, Lupin even remarks that, you know, he, this is a wise thing. He doesn't fear. Harry doesn't fear death. He fears fear. If you show me a monster, that's not scary. But when it pops out randomly with a loud noise attached to it, that's scary. 
Yeah. But it's not the monster. It's the act of scaring me that's scary. <laughs> Also, and that's why you hate haunted houses. That <laughs> <laughs> was actually it was actually quite nice. I just also Harry. <laughs> the last time he saw Voldemort, as in like Voldemort, he was attached to the back of some dude's head, oh, and then yeah. he turned into like smoke. That's true. So <laughs> I don't know. Him and Lupin should just have some chit chats, and so he could be like Voldemort. Yeah, he doesn't actually look that scary, bud. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Just be like, hey man, it's. I'm glad you can say his name. More people should because he's really. <laughs> I don't know what bad. the big fuss is. Yeah. I survived. Yeah. But everyone does. I've survived three times. <laughs> well, Snape interrupts the little powwow that Lupin and Harry are having here. And he is carrying a smoking <laughs> goblet. And Lupin thanks Snape for making the potion. And, you know, Snape lets him know, hey, I got, you know, full cauldron back at the office if you need it. I love this. When Harry's watching this, because Snape is just the way he is, he enters oh, yeah. the room and, you know, sets it for him. He's like, hey, I made you a potion. And, man, I would have fucking died if Lupin was like, thanks, babe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like Snape's weirded out because Snape doesn't do nice shit for anybody. Yeah. But here he is bringing you fucking medicine and taking care of you. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> hey, Thanks. this is fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong. But like, his, it is what it is. Yeah, potion, Lupin. Two Thank young single guys. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Thanks, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a little wink and a. Yeah, I knew there was some kind of tension here. I didn't know it Just was that. Yeah. sexual. But then Snape is all weirded <laughs> out about it because he comes in and there's a student sitting there like, oh, oh, I thought it was sexy time or whatever. That's let's, not happening now. Let's be honest. Guarantee you there's some fan fiction of that out there oh, right now. Definitely. We are probably not the first ones to stumble upon that specific scene. <laughs> Once Snape leaves, you know, he says, like, what are you doing with that potion? And Lupin, you know, says, hey, the potion is to make him feel better. And he's very lucky that Snape is such a good potion maker because apparently this is not uh, a simple potion. So he's he's pretty glad that Cerverus is willing to help him. Yeah, making Harry feel Cerverus. a little... I mean, you're supposed Cerverus. to not, not like him, but at the same Cerverus time, he's Cerverus. also supposed to be like a well-respected <laughs> dude in his field. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and, and you know, and Harry, even after this, he kind of continues to mansplain to Lupin here that, you know, Snape would potentially do anything to get the defense against the Dark Arts job. You know, anything. This is such a 13 year old talking anything. to an adult because, yeah, the, yeah. Anything. I'm like, sure. hey, check your drink, anything. <laughs> yeah. You know that. Drinks don't smoke. Check <laughs> the drink, Lupin. Yeah. Is it supposed to do that? And the really? teacher is sitting there like, yeah, because my coworker is going to poison me yeah. very blatantly. In front of in you. In front of you. Yeah. With a Absolutely. witness. Yeah, 100%. Yes. Well, Snape's that evil. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Lupin has knocked down a few drinks and he, he makes a, a very unfortunate comment that sugar... Uh, cancels out the effects of the potion. Yeah, can't make it any better. That's so not good. Lupin is actively telling Harry that yes, it's medicine, but no, I am unable to robo trip on it. <laughs> or yeah. uh, I believe the other term was scissorp, <laughs> where you put syrup in it to sweeten it, and then you just drink a whole bunch. <laughs> I, I want to be very clear. Both of those things are very, very bad to do. That's what I, was, I was thinking put a shot and in there have or something never to, done to at least personally. make it worth it. Turns out we found out who the square on the podcast <laughs> is. <laughs> you both know that's not true. <laughs> well, look, uh, much like this conversation right now, I would like to get out of it. And Lupin, in fact, pulls a... <sighs> Pray about time for uh, me to get back to work, then, Harry. <laughs> so, uh. Get the fuck out of my office, please. Yeah, why don't you maybe just get on down the road? Go on, skedaddle, get. And this is fine because not long after this, after Harry and Lupin part ways, Ron and Hermione return with all of the candy. It's a good haul. I mean, yeah. it had to be because if it wasn't, Harry was going to be so fucking disappointed. Like you oh, guys yeah. knew I wanted to go. I couldn't go. You guys got like buttloads of fucking candy. And so the only way I'm going to really feel good is if I get to have said candy ride that sugar high for about an hour or so yeah. and crash 
and sleep hard. Would have been helpful if you gave us your money pouch or whatever, but that's fine. <laughs> that's a good point. They, they yeah. don't mention that. Harry should have floated him like, hey man, here's 12 galleons. Yeah. Go ahead and spend four, but eight's mine. And give me eight, okay? Mm -hmm. Give me a good eight gallons of candy That here. is fucking hilarious. Like, <laughs> yeah. you get him this huge bucket of candy. Fucking 13 year like, hey, uh, uh, just so you know, that was like 25 bucks or so. And Harry's like, cool. cool. Thanks. Cool. That's, I'm, thank thank ah. you for paying that. That's good for to know. Me. That's good to know for me in the future when yeah. I go. Oh, so I should bring more galleons when I go. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for telling me. I have plenty of galleons, so it won't be a problem, but that would have been... That would have sucked. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Maybe like Dewey Cox, and he never bought drugs. <laughs> Not, Not once. once. <laughs> <laughs> well, he immediately asks Ron and Hermione how Hogsmeade was, and they tell him about Butterbeer. Fucking and, awesome. Yeah. Or, I mean, it was <laughs> okay, yeah. I guess. Uh, they tell him about the joke shop. They tell him about the candy shop, and they tell him about the post office. And uh, I would just like to point out that one of those things is really not like the others. <laughs> but there's there's owls. There is a lot of owls. It is not the same as what our post offices are, but still. Yeah, no, this is 100% Hermione's OCD coming through where like they were all labeled and colored oh, and yeah. organized and it was fucking awesome. We're talking yeah. about a system that works. Well, and then Harry decides to tell them that he almost witnessed a murder <laughs> and lets them know that Snape brought in a smoking goblet and then Lupin just drank it like apparently an idiot. Snape's up to stuff, man. You got to watch out for him. So Harry is effectively national news where it's just hyped up like oh, what happened? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I witnessed a fucking murder. <laughs> like what actually happened? Hey, Harry. I had uh, some nice warm cocoa with hey. Lupin and saw Snape for a second. Hey, hey. Harry, what's what's been going on today? Horrible, horrible news. Horrible news coming out of the third corridor. Apparently Lupin and Snape are fucking each other now <laughs> and they're like, what? And they're like, yeah. I'm pretty sure Lupin dom Snape. He, I'm pretty sure, guys. He brought him <laughs> hot cocoa and then said, here, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Lupin slapped him on the ass, <laughs> slapped him on the ass on the way out. And then he winked at me. He knew I saw our Lupin. <laughs> no, that was horrible. It was uh, so bad. I don't know. I bet you at least one person liked it. <laughs> I bet you there's at least. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm singling that out. That's going to get released as its own clip one day. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, they make their way to the Halloween feast. It's a wonderful feast. Harry does kind of notice that Snape's eyes are like flickering a little mm -hmm. too much towards Lupin. Batting them eyelashes. Speaking about bats, I just want to say, I'm pretty sure that they said that there was bats and streamers flying through the air. Like the, the streamers, like orange ones that you would hang up, but they were like flying like snakes and shit. And that's cool. Yeah, uh, the, the Great <laughs> Hall had been decorated with hundreds and that hundreds of candle-filled pumpkins. Oh, that's what it was. A cloud of fluttering live bats and many flaming orange streamers which were swimming lazily across the stormy ceiling like brilliant water snakes. I should have brought that up the first time I said Great Hall because, yeah, we have, you know, smart lights here in our podcast studio yeah. and we have it to like a dim yellowish tint and it like kind of sets the mood and it's great. Yeah. This is a great Halloween atmosphere yeah, that we're the, going into the equivalent to this down here would be putting like taping some streamers to a ceiling fan it's yeah. about as close yeah. as we could get. There's like travel and trying waft to, about the room and look awesome. Trying to set it at the lowest setting to just like kind of just barely see. get them. Yeah. I, I just have a uh, the only thing with the bats is I would prefer them to be like up higher, right? Away. Right? Yeah. And but not thinking, over my specific table. Well, we but talked about like, this. The owl's buttholes close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they I'm, not talking, great I'm hall, not even so talking about no that because we already have that situation. established. That's yeah. already established. Oh, those, those bad buttholes are clenched. 100% right. are clenched. Has yeah. to happen. Yeah. But there's a logistical issue because canonically, the great hall is lit by the candles yes. that are floating. So if they're up above the candles where I would like them to be, they would potentially be getting burned. Catch fire. Yeah, or at least getting warm oh, from the candles. And if yeah. they're underneath the candles, too close. So maybe no bats then for you. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, Fake you know, bats. if we could, maybe there's like a Real force pumpkins, field. LED bats. <laughs> CGI bats. Maybe a force field for the candles so they can't get burned. 
then mm. they're sa- if, they, as long as hey, the bats are safe, it's okay. They probably have that. Yeah. They probably they, pro- they probably have it to where you can put the when you put the candle like the candle's probably in the pumpkin. There's probably no cutout on the lid of the pumpkin. You think I bet you surrounded just, the candles I bet you it's just with magically pumpkins. In, that's no, that's what I'm thinking. Like it's uh, just there, which means the candle is not would, burning which, the pumpkin, which would protect the. So I think I think your whole worry here, I think, is already solved. Okay, cool. I think it's I think canonically, I think those are those are heat protected pumpkins. Okay, okay, cool. Or they're just roasting, and that's what they use in the pie later. Hey guys. Cause magic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right, all right, all I'm right. going to edit it to where all of that's gone. And it's just you going cause magic. Cause magic. <laughs> I won't, but <laughs> this feast in this atmosphere is so good that Malfoy can't even ruin the mood because he is across the hall yelling at Harry about Dementors because if there's one thing a bully loves, it's beating a dead horse. Mm-hmm. So the feast ends the trio make their way to the common room, but there is a bit of a traffic jam. Percy makes his way to the front and then tells someone in a pretty frantic and panicked voice to get Dumbledore quick. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's a fucking problem. Get Dumbledore quick. <laughs> he, he lost his pompous voice. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we're like... We're not even talking like go get McG. Go get Dumbledore. Yeah, go get Top Dog. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. for Percy... It's not about him right now. Yeah, he doesn't want the glory. Somebody, please uh, listen to the boy in charge. He's like, no, this is apparently an emergency. Mm -hmm. It has to happen quick. Yeah. And it's just, it's good to see because I historically dislike Percy a little bit. When it's important, that pompous air goes away. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes down to it, you can trust Percy. It also lets you know, though. Something broke through him deep enough to where he's not even worried about that, which yeah. makes you immediately yeah. on edge. This is the what real the f- Percy. Yeah. So, yeah. So why? What happened? Wait, that was bad enough. The to dude that's always that. pompous isn't pompous. That's yeah. not good. Drastic 180 changes are never good. <laughs> well, Dumbledore does arrive quickly. Uh, they can see that the fat lady's portrait has been slashed. Slashed? Yeah. Do the thing. What? <laughs> what thing? It's in the notes. It's in the notes. Oh, there's been a slashing. <laughs> like there's been a firefight. Like oh, Boondock Saints. I was like, come on, man. I there thought there was okay, plenty. Hang on. <laughs> Point of order. One. There's no slashing in Boondock Saints. I was confused too. Two. <laughs> Nobody's firing a gun or doing anything of the sort that would imply that this was the scene that you wanted me to think of. And three. Well, no, I don't no. really have a three. Like I, I just, you got started on a numbers thing. I get it. I get and it. C Peeves teases what happened because apparently he was uh, the only eyewitness, which uh, not a great start to our crime scene. No. Well, not a not a great development because the start was you know the the slashing. Well, the one guy who's seen the thing is fucking annoying and hard to deal with. Yeah, a literal <sighs> poltergeist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's his job. He's not like a poltergeist. He is a poltergeist. Could you imagine that dude in a courtroom? <laughs> uh, no, I really can't. It be would honest. be the worst. Be, I think it would be bad. Well, he does at least have uh, some respect for Dumbledore, it would seem, because the, the everyone notices that the fuckery has been turned down quite a bit. Considerably, when Dumby's around. And he finally admits that it was, in fact, Sirius Black outside the common room with the knife that slashed the fat lady like it's Clue. Terrible. I did, it's like terrible. Clue. I did it like <laughs> Clue. <laughs> Yeah, we find out that she didn't let him in, mm-hmm. and then he got mad about that. And as you, so, as you do, yeah, as so you he do, attacked her, mm-hmm. and she fucking ran away. Yeah, well, and I mean, it's just he's got a nasty temper. That serious black, he's just he's got a nasty temper. I mean, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Serious black has been in the school supposedly. Peeves of all people just told you this. Mm-hmm. Is he fucking with you or is he telling you the truth? It's a serious thing to fuck around about Sirius Black. But like, what's our gauge here? Do we think it was really him or is Peeves just fucking around? Because we see the tone and behavior shift when Peeves is talking to Dumbledore. Because of Dumbledore. You can take him seriously. In okay. the same vein of Percy losing the pompousness. 
Peeves lost the poltergeist and just became kind of annoying. Yeah. So like that's a big deal. Uh, Peeves did a 180. You pay attention when people do a 180. And there was a slashing, which means he had a knife. Mm-hmm. And yeah, somebody did that to the the fat lady. It, yes. it, I doubt very much a student would have yeah. done that. Which is because he was angry. I mean, all she had to do was just like walk out of her painting and be like, "You ain't getting in there." Bye. <laughs> True. Yeah. I, she had. Well, she's not a morning person. No. And she so like she she's probably sassy. she probably got woken up and, and probably sassed him. And so like at that point, like, yeah, it's kind of her fault. Like, just say no and then go away. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, I'm just saying, like, try she, avoid the knife. Well, because I was thinking about it and I was like, OK, it's kind <laughs> of a weird. Wing. It's a it's kind of a weird thing that you have. Not a person. Mm-hmm. But what represents a person standing there? So they could be threatened with a knife to be like, let me get in or I'm going to slash you. But really, that's not really a good, th- not really a threat to a painting because she could just be like, I'm going down to see my friend. I'm going to go over there and this is another painting and I'll be fine. Well, and I mean, we we kind of find this out more so in the next chapter, but this isn't really a spoiler. So I think it's fine. But apparently... When the fat lady is gone, like that magically seals the common room. Like they like there's no it's not like slashing the fat lady means you can just pop the pop yeah. the the Get portrait open. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like that's just frustration. That's not an attempt to get in. Yeah. That's that, that that's, is just an angry action. We know that if she's not there, you can't get in. I guess that's yeah. my thing either. Like, if, and if the portrait's damaged, I'm sure that absolutely magically yeah. seals it. It's like, oh, oh, physical attempt. Yeah. In a school of magic, you dumbass. Like, you're for sure not getting in now. Well, look, I I think we're we're about at how we feel about it, but maybe maybe all you people, yeah, all wow, you wow, people, all you wondrous all people, you people, yeah, we all would love you people very much to know what you guys thought about this chapter or this episode. You can take your quills. Write us a letter and send it by Owl Post to podcastatt at gmail.com. And you can vote, follow us, follow us. You can follow us on our social meds over on Facebook at Podcast ATT. And if you really enjoyed this episode and you wanted to support us, you can go to Patreon dot com slash podcast att and make a pledge of any amount there we sure would appreciate it we've got a lot of stuff there for you to enjoy and we've got many many more of these episodes on the way with that said i would like to thank you all very very much for listening and we'll see you real soon (laughs) real soon I mean, it'll be soon. I know. I don't know. In a week. I know. Do you always say we'll see you real soon? Yeah, he does. They're listeners. You don't listen to the podcast, do you? Wow. I I do, but now I'm like. What a fake. No, hold on. I listen. I swear I listen. My friend listens. Will you'll hear us real soon. All right, bye.